Today in the Weekly King Outlook, we're going to talk about the motivation of love. Let's go. Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you, and great day to you. Uh, if you're wondering, day, uh, day 21, 21, I think, of the fast, and uh, we're past the halfway. We're downhill, as we say, from this point on, and I hope you've been praying and maybe you've been fasting. I didn't call people to a fast. It's something the Lord calls me to. Um, I don't try to do this without the grace of God. I could not do it at all. Um, and it would, it would, it would, I tell people if I fast without God, it would last about two minutes. And uh, the first burger I saw, that would be it. And I just can't do it. But when the grace of God, when the, the, the very nature of God for something is on me, I can do all things. But apart from Him, I really can't do it. And I don't try to fast for any other reason than He's called me to it. And I always believe that fasting is you know, just an opportunity to get closer to the Lord. Uh, it's not about seeing visions. It's not about dreams. It's it's not about any of those things. It's about intimacy and, and spending time with Him. I spend a lot of time in the Word. Um, I'm having a great time reading the Bible all the way through, but I also read a bunch of other stuff. And um, I, I, it's been interesting because a lot of times I'm fast, I'll read books, but this time I've been in the Word only for the most part. And, and even though I've got books I had started, I haven't felt led to to get back into it. I'm going to try a little bit tonight. We'll see if I can do it. I'm not sure, but I do want to talk about, um, you know, when it, when I've been talking about giving, and I've got so many more scriptures we're going to talk about giving, but I want to talk specifically about love being our motivation. In the Old Testament, we're obedient to commandments, and so what we're trying to do is find every rule in the Old Testament. And do it. And so you have to find every rule, you know, and you have to do it when it came to uh, the Sabbath, when it came to how you ate, and when it came to what you ate, when it came to what you ate in certain events, and and times of fasting, and times of, of, of prayer, and times of, you know, the Shabbat dinner every week. And, and these were things that, you know, that you would do and your tithes and there was many of them and your vow offerings and your your love offerings and your free will offerings and your uh you know your sacrifices your bull offerings and all this stuff and you had to do them and you were like you would just try to fulfill them and it was so hard to do it was very very difficult to to do all of them you know um and that's how you uh equated your righteousness but that's not the new covenant, and it's not the new covenant of giving. Covenant of giving is not about me obeying the tithe. That's not that. It's it, we don't do this for love. We don't we don't give for love. But I I really I really find it hard for someone who's really been touched by the Holy Spirit to not be an extravagant giver because that's the spirit. The spirit is not a chintzy giver. <laughs> the the spirit of God is not a hoarder. He he's you know he's not gonna. Um, God is certainly not. He's very generous. And his spirit would, I, I know this, not through the scriptures that, that uh, it would happen. I know this because when I got saved. And 
the, the day after I woke up getting saved, my heart was to give. Because number one, the weight of the world was off me. All my sin, all my guilt, all my shame, it was gone. I mean, I was born again. I was a new cre creation in God, in Christ Jesus. And I felt it. And I knew I'd been touched by God. Okay? And I knew I was forgiven. And now I, the problem is I went to churches where they kept on telling me I was a sinner. And I had to read beyond that and realize I was now a saint. Now, I didn't know the language. I just knew I was different. And I was in the Bible all the time. And, and the, probably the reason maybe, maybe if you went to church your whole life and you got saved, maybe you wouldn't get in the Bible right away because you said, well, I've heard all that. The problem was, as a Catholic, I didn't hear the Bible. We didn't put a lot of weight in the scriptures. And so I didn't have this Bible knowledge. I had been reading it for two years until I got saved because I was looking for who God was. But I did not have... Um, the Bible Ackerman that even the, the 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 just kid who goes through goes through church and hears all the sermons because his parents dragged him. It was it was a transformation to me, and love resided in me. Not my love, his love resided in me. Holy Spirit resided in me uh, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and and all I wanted to do was give. And, um, and I probably gave foolishly at some points, like, you know, um, but I, I gave and we had to sit down, my wife and me, Kathy and I sat down and we had to figure out how we were going to tithe and how were we going to do that? How were we going to, how were we going to tithe? How were we going to handle our finances? And, um, so we, did that. That's exactly what we had to do. So we did it. We we cut some things. Um, we were living in an apartment at the time. We cut cable. Um, and, and stuff. And we just said, okay, we can do it if we do this. And if we watch how we eat, uh, you know, and we did that, folks. And this is 1989. And I got to tell you, Things didn't cost as near as much as they cost today, but we did it, and we began to tithe right away, and and then just trying to give above that, and just trying to give more, okay? And they gave us principles on giving, like try try eleven percent, you know, and try to just start somewhere. And I know this is abused, and it, it is. It's just unfortunately abused. And then I found a better way, and that was love. See, because I think sometimes what happens in the church is that our, we start finding rules that we have to obey again. And you don't have to give to because the Old Testament says so. Jesus said, wherever you put your treasure, there's your heart. So in other words, you're saying you really say your heart's for the kingdom and stuff. Put your put your finances towards that. You, you, God sends you to a church. And I'm telling you this even if you don't go to my church. God sends you to a church. You're responsible. You're responsible. You are part of the economic system of that church and how that church functions and how that church um, uh, grows is going to have direct, it's going to have some proportion with finances because there's only so much they can do. They can't rent a bigger building. If no one's, if you have a thousand people and no one's giving, guess what? Uh, you know, 
You're not going to afford it, but that, that doesn't happen. I know that, but I'm just saying, um, you know, a majority of people don't tithe. They don't give, they don't give abundantly, but they want God to do something for them. They want God to break them out of their finances and deliver them from debt and all that. And I get that. And I, I believe God wants to. Um, I believe you have to sow something to do that. I believe there is a sowing and reaping in that. But my heart would be that you learn to do it through love and not not by obligation or trying to fulfill a commandment. Have your heart secured in love when you give. Because when you do that, when you have your heart secured and grounded in love when you give, then you are now on a biblical kingdom New Testament foundation, which is love. See, when you love, and, and you know, so when we love, we put value in teaching. We put value in listening to our ministers preach. I did. I put value in listening to my pastors in the past, my uh, apostles and prophets who have spoken and taught me, whether through video. I, I, I give a lot. I give a lot, and I tell you this because I want you to learn from me, but it's nothing to brag about, but that I, have, I, I, I want you to become free. And, and allow the Lord to prompt you. And so he does with me. You know, he, he does that with me where he'll go, hey, I want you just to give some. I've had enemies I've sent money to um, because the Lord's prompt me. And, and, and I think sometimes he does that. So my heart will be right. I remember one time um, there was a situation and... Randy called me and said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to church. And he had some questions. And, I, and I, my answer to him was, I'm going to church because I have to pay my tithes and offerings before the Lord. Otherwise, my heart will not be right with God. I, I must do what I'm about to do. I can't tell you the whole story about that because I don't want to expose people and stuff. But let's read this out of Galatians. And we're going to get back to 2 Corinthians next week, um, the week after this. But let's... Let's let's talk here and let's let's see what this says because this is a very uh, very good. You understand that you know the way way the church was working is they were sharing all things. Wouldn't it be great if you could just share all things with somebody, a couple other families, and you go, hey, wow, I got a bonus of ten thousand dollars this week. I, I'm just going to share it with you guys. I want you to be blessed too. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. We're going to start there. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. It's, in other words, there's, a, there's an economy of the kingdom. Him who preaches the gospel shall live by the gospel. 
So when we are generous with our giving, or with our teaching, the Bible does sit there and say, hey, look, share your earthly things with him who is teaching you spiritually. Because now you're sharing. It's part of the economy. It, you know, to be honest with you, ministers should never have to take up an offering or, or prompt an offering. If it was right, you would just do it. No one's had to tell me to give. I hope no one has to tell you. Like No one's had to tell me to give. I purpose to give every time I'm in a meeting. I just purpose to do that. And what he's talking about, I can take this money, and yeah, I can go buy myself something and sow to the flesh, or I can give it to the minister, and now I'm sowing to the spirit. And it'll be like everlasting life when I do that. But you know what happens to a lot of people? They don't do that. They think the minister's in it for the money. God, Lord knows, we're not in it for the money. Um, I made a lot more money as an air traffic controller than I do as a minister. So trust me, I've been retired by now as an air traffic controller with a very good retirement. So I never did this for the money. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are the household of faith. You know, I know people who will, um, will go to business seminars and spend thousands and won't give anything on Sunday morning. I think they think the minister is supposed to do everything for free, but you'll find out in Scripture, even in the Old Testament, nothing was free um, in the sense of, you know, even, even the Levites got the tithes, and then the Levites were split up into all the land, and they got the tithes from all the people. And um, I mean, that was the way it was. And so I, I want you to understand that God had an economic system then, he has an economic system now. You who hear the teaching are to share to those who teach that you give something. And, and you know, a lot of times we don't. This is on Facebook. It's on YouTube. It's free. We don't think about those things. But I'm afraid that we're creating a culture. We're creating a culture of not being connected, of not being responsible, of not expressing our love properly. And to not doing good to the household of faith. That's my concern, is all this stuff is creating. Because I think we're more going after being popular than being correct. You know, I don't like, I don't want people to give me books. So I buy them. I buy a lot of books. Um, and then people don't have to give them to me. I don't go, hey, give me your book. I really want you to think about this and to weigh it in your heart that one thing I asked for God, the Father, to do for me was make me generous. Make me abundantly generous. That's what I asked. Lord, would you make me abundantly generous in you? And that was what I hoped for that he would make me abundantly generous in him. Amen. I certainly, certainly wanted that.
and uh, desired that greatly with him. So, hope that this message, not a long one, I didn't go that long today, um, but I, I wanted to uh, talk about this aspect before I get onto the next aspect or the next chapter we're going to talk about giving. I, I wanted you, this is what Paul is trying to work, which I talked about last week. Paul is trying to work in 2 Corinthians 8. He's trying to get them to understand there's love involved here. There's a grace of love, and love shares, love gives, love sows to the Spirit. Love says thank you. That's why we the, the, we honor, that's why it's called honorarium, and it's it's showing honor. And, um, you know, I know many, look, I, I've, I've preached for four services and got $100 before from the church. Yeah, so I, I've, I've, I've encountered that, okay? I've encountered that enough times. Um, um, sometimes we don't we don't get it, you know. Sometimes, but I, I always my heart is always you know I I go places um, I've gone places with Todd where the church needed money and I've sowed money. Be generous. Be faithful, be holy, but most of all of all these, love your heart out for the Lord your God, and then for your neighbor, and then your enemies. Love them. Do what Jesus would do. Do what Jesus is always doing. He's always sowing in us. Let's continue to sow and reap. I hope this blesses you. It's how I've lived for the last 30 years. I've conducted myself in a way of saying, I'm going to that meeting, i got to give something. And I, it's, it's not like I have a million dollars to give, so it's what I have. It's what I can give. It's what I can do. And God wants to do it for you. You have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye.